are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day you're listening to who? The always wonderful, and might I add, handsome host of this podcast, multimedia journalist and graphic designer, Miller Thomas. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we're going to be talking about last night's playoff games. And then I want to, I want to hand out the team awards for the Diamondbacks this season. Almost not everyone's getting an award today, but I'm going to hand out the awards that I felt like were, that I felt like were important for this Diamondbacks season. So we'll do that the second half of the pod today. But first, if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I'll read to the most reasonable round. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. And don't forget to go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Uh, just go to RockAuto.com. Because their prices are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Now, let's get into some baseball talk. And let's first start with that Marlins versus Braves game. The Braves pitching was just outstanding yesterday. They had their rookie Ian Henderson Ian Anderson, I should say, on the mound, and he just completely shut down the Marlins. He went five and two-thirds, eight strikeouts, one walk, no earned runs. He was just nasty. Then the bullpen for the Braves, they came in and shut down the Marlins. The Marlins really struggled offensively yesterday. Uh, They went, what is it, 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. It just couldn't do anything offensively yesterday. And this Braves pitching has just been so stout in this postseason. I mean, we saw them against the Reds where they didn't even allow an earned run. I believe now it's three of their last four starts they haven't even allowed an earned run. So the Braves pitching has definitely been dominant in this postseason so far from both uh, both against the Reds and against the Marlins. So we'll see if they can keep it up for, or how long they can keep it up for the rest of the postseason. Uh, in this game, Travis Darnar, Travis Darnar, <laughs> I'm struggling with his name. Travis Darno, Darnar, Darnardo, Darno. Travis Darno. Okay, that's how you say it. Travis Darno. I know that's how you say it. I just couldn't figure it out for a second. My brain was like fried. But Travis Darno, he had a home run in this one to be the first Braves catcher at multiple home runs in a postseason since Brian McCann. So all the Braves are hitting on all cylinders. And they're trying to do something that has, hasn't been done uh, in a while, honestly, for the Braves uh, to get to the championship series. Uh, they haven't done it since the days of, you know, Chipper Jones, the big three, and Bobby Cox. So we'll see if the Braves could get it done. I know 
they want to. I mean, if you're in the postseason, why would you not want to get to the championship series? Am I right? But for the Marlins, they, of course, want to make it there as well. But also, this would be the first time they ever lost a postseason series in their history. They're 7-0 in every postseason series they've ever been in. So we'll see if the Braves can finally knock them off. The, the Marlins are a team who's scrappy. I mean, Pablo Lopez yesterday had a pretty good start. He gave up two home runs, but they were both solo dolos. He went five innings, struck out seven, so he did his job, I thought, but they just couldn't get any offense going, so a great uh, game by the Braves, and we'll see if the Marlins have any fight left in them as they are now down 2 nothing in the series as they enter today. Next on the list, we got the Oakland A's versus the Houston Astros. And this was a great comeback game by the A's, who had mo- who were trailing multiple times in this one. They first trailed 2-1 to one to the Astros before rallying back in the second and fourth inning, take a 3-2 lead. And then they were down 7-4, to four, but they came back in the seventh and eighth inning to take a lead back in this one. And it was just a great offensive showing. You saw Ramon Laureano light up his teammates in those middle innings. I believe it was sometime around the sixth inning. Uh, He just lit up his teammates. It was kind of like what Chris Sale did in the World Series in 2018 to fire up his teammates. That's what Laureano did. Then he got the scoring started with uh, a double to get this rally going in. Laureano did his job in this one. And this was just a great offensive game by both teams. And it was... Basically a shootout, and the A's won it. Urquidy, who I thought was going to have a better start yesterday, did not. And he actually matched Lizardo, who I was talking about yesterday, who I didn't have any confidence in either. So both of these guys, both of them, four uh, four and a third inning, both of them gave up four earned runs. But the difference is Lizardo gave up two home runs, while Urquidy gave up four home runs, just gave up four solo home runs. So you don't like to see that. Uh, from either of your starting pitchers, is giving up home runs left and right. But for the A's, their entire infield hit a home run in this one. So that's pretty cool to see. Now the A's are down 2-1. to one. They could have been done and out of the series if they lost last night's game. Because remember, these are only five-game series in the divisional series. So they really saved their season with the rally last night. Now, Exactly. Starting today, right now the the Astros up seven to four right now, and the Braves actually won earlier today too. I didn't mention that they won seven nothing against the Marlins. So the Mar- the Braves will be making it on. We'll be moving on to the next round. I'll probably talk about that game tomorrow, and then Astros right now with the seven four lead as they enter the sixth inning. So the Astros look prime, uh, look prime to make it to the next round. We'll see if their pitching can hold up. Their bullpen hasn't, uh, well, their bullpen has been great in this series. It wasn't good last night because before last night, their bullpen went like seven innings or something, I believe. They had seven shutout innings or one hit relief, but that ended last night, so maybe their bullpen could get back into it today and just shut down that A's offense if they want to make it to the next series and hopefully... Well, not hopefully, because we're about to talk about which team is going to make it out of the uh, AL Divisional Series and face those Astros, uh, possibly either the Yankees or Rays. And the game's not over yet, so I don't want to say the Astros have made it just yet to the next round. But let's get into and talk about that Yankees versus Rays series. So it was a maybe a surprising win by the Rays last night. I mean, now they take a 2-1 lead over the Yankees, and they've just been... Again, another game where they just out-Yankee the Yankees. The the Rays rookie, 
Randy Arozarena is living up to his nickname as the Cuban Rocket because I believe it's now three straight games with a home run by the 25-year-old rookie from Havana. He's having a breakout season, and the Rays just got to Tanaka in this one. Tanaka's been a great postseason pitcher throughout his career, but in this game against the Rays, he went five or he went four innings, gave up five earned runs and two home runs. It's been a common theme for a lot of these starting pitchers in the playoffs. They've just been giving up too many home runs. And Tanaka did that last night, took another L. And the Yankees' offense, the sluggers just didn't show up last night outside of Giancarlo Stanton, who's living up to the big bucks right now. I mean, the man has been on beast uh, all postseason, and now... He became the first player with a home run in each of his team's first five games of a single postseason. And he has six home runs and 13 RBIs in those five games. So he's been on a tear. It's not Stanton's fault. He's playing like an MVP, so I can't really blame Stanton. But the rest of this team, Judge is only batting 143 in this postseason. Again, I'm looking at ESPN. I don't know if it's the divisional series or the entire postseason. But either way, Judge is just batting 143. And that's just not going to cut it. And then the Rays last night, Kiermaier, Perez, and Azarina <laughs> each had three home runs. Not a piece, just each. So more home runs by the Rays than the Yankees. And now teams in this postseason are 19-1 and when out homering their opponents. So the Rays did that last night, and they won the game. So now they're up 2-1, to one and they're in the driver's seat if they win today's game to possibly face the Astros in the next round. And I don't think that's a series... Too many people would have expected at the start of the year. So great job by the Rays to be putting real pressure on this New York Yankees ball club. Now, finally, we just got one more game to talk about, and that's the Padres versus Dodgers. This was a, a nail-biter, an exhilarating game. Cody Bellinger was really the MVP in this one. He hit a home run that he almost went down on Neon, and he also robbed the home run off Fernando Tatis to save it. Canley Jansen was wobbly in that ninth inning. The Padres almost came back. Joe Kelly had the bases loaded with two outs and got Hosmer to ground out to end the game. So just a little bit of everything in this one. Bruce Star Gratterall tossing his glove, had some words with Manny Machado. So this series is getting spicy, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if some tempers flared today. Kershaw was solid in this one. It wasn't overly dominant, but it was good. Six innings, three earned runs, six strikeouts, and then Zach Davies for the Padres. He was just all right. Five innings, nine hits, four earned runs, and a one home run allowed. But if you're the Padres, you had fight in this one. It was a close game, but you, you have to come through. When you have those runners in scoring position, the game was on the line, and you just couldn't get the hit, that timely hit you needed. And that, that's just what makes or breaks postseasons. Runners in scoring position, you have to come through when the game is on the line, and they didn't do that last night. So Joe Kelly got the save. Kershaw got the win. Now the Dodgers are only one game away. They're up 2-0 in the series from going to the NLCS. Now, coming up, I'll hand out the team awards for the Diamondbacks this season. But first, when you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., or ibuprofen at 10 a.m., Postmate it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, and convenience stores and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. 
Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code LOCKEDON. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to it. Now let's hand out those team awards for the Diamondbacks this season. And the first award I got to, or I got to hand out, is actually a award tied for two people. Two people are getting this one award. That's how good they were this season at accomplishing the feat that this award is, which is biggest disappointment. And that goes to two players, one positional player, one pitcher. The batter is Eduardo Escobar, who we all know didn't look the same this season. I mean, you could just look at his numbers. He batted 212, which is actually impressive considering how he looked all year. His OPS was only 605. The, the, the power just wasn't there for him this season. Only four home runs, which was even less than a guy like Nick Ahmed. Uh, he had some doubles still, but still wasn't even top five on his team in doubles. Uh, did lead the team in triples because that is something he is surprisingly very good at. But Eduardo Escobar was a big-time disappointment this year from hitting to, to power to slugging to getting on base. Escobar just couldn't do it this year. And then the biggest pitcher disappointment this season was Madison Bumgarner. Gave him a 15, eight, uh, <laughs> we gave him a five-year $85 million contract, with which averages out to $15 million a year. Stolen from the Giants. We thought he was going to be the ace of the staff, and he ended up being arguably the worst pitcher. Uh, Luke Weaver had a worse ERA, but the expectations that we had for Madison Bumgarner to be the tone setter for this rotation, he just didn't get it done. He had a 6-4-8 ERA, gave up 13 home runs, and he missed two starts, don't forget, because of injuries. So just not a good year for Bumgarner. His strikeouts per nine was all the way down at 6.5, and he never even had a start where he went seven innings this season. So just an overall disappointing season from both Madison Bumgarner and Eduardo Escobar, two guys we expected to be real leaders of this Diamondbacks team. The next award that I have to hand out is biggest surprise, and this one was easy to do. It won't be the guy who you think it is because it's actually going to Merrill Kelly. This was a guy who I've been saying all year that I wrote him off answering 2020. If anything, I thought he was going to be the fifth starter. Really just wanted him to be the long reliever. He just completely, uh, he just completely blew away my expectations. Uh, 259 ERA, easily the second best pitcher on the staff the whole season. I wish he didn't get hurt because the D-backs could have Really used him just to make these games look a little bit more respectable down the line. But great season for Merrill Kelly. Hopefully he gets back healthy and is ready for the start of next season. Next award is Best Newcomer. And this was an easy one to do as well. It wasn't Dalton Varsha like you might think. It was Cole Calhoun in. It had to be Cole Calhoun because he wasn't a rookie, but he definitely was a newcomer. And he just smashed 
He just smashed home runs left and right for this D-backs team. He by far led them in slugging with a 526. Uh, had the best OPS at 864. And this man smashed 16 home runs. Uh, double More than double anyone even close on this team. Christian Walker had seven. That was the second closest. So he was by far the biggest power guy on this team. Led them also in RBIs with 40. So if... Cole Calhoun wasn't on this team. This team would be even worse offensively than they already were. They were already one of the worst offensive teams in baseball. So thank Cole Calhoun for making this offense at least a little bit respectable, I guess. I mean, this offense still wasn't very respectable at all, but at least Cole Calhoun made it interesting and made this uh, at least a kind of entertaining offense. So thank you, Cole Calhoun, former Sun Devil. Next up on the list or next award, I should say, not next up on the list. We got most underrated player. And this one, I think you guys might actually be surprised by. Nick Ahmed, most underrated player on this team. He batted 266, which is not too bad at all for him. Had five home runs, which was actually tied for third on this team. And if you could believe this, he had the best OPS by far, 10.06 OPS with runners in scoring position. Second was Cole Calhoun with an 891 OPS for runners in scoring position. And Nick Ahmed, I just said, had five home runs. Three of them came with runners in scoring position, so he definitely had the power when it mattered the most. He was just consistent all year, batting over 300 with runners in scoring position. So I like what Nick Ahmed did this year. He was still the same defensive wizard as he always is, but then he actually showed a little improvement offensively. So be on the lookout for this guy to have a breakout season in 2021. Now, the final award on my list is MVP, and I think we all know who this has to go to. Not only should he be a Cy Young candidate, top five in voting, he is easily the best Diamondbacks player this season, and that goes to Zach Gallen. He was really one of the only reasons to watch the Diamondbacks team. He had 2.75 ERA, which was one of the best in the National League. The strikeouts per nine at 10.3. They only allowed nine home runs on the season. For reference, Robbie Ray allowed nine home runs in just the Diamondbacks uniform. So Zach Allen was really good just all season with control. Uh, his walks per nine was a little high at 3.1, but everything else he did this season was great. He continued his streak of of allowing no more than three earned runs or fewer in consecutive starts to start your career. And this season, it took his ninth start for him to allow, uh, to, for that streak to end in his ninth start. He gave up four earned runs, but what's even more surprising, it wasn't just a streak of, of three earned runs or fewer to start your career. This season, he didn't even have a start of allowing three earned runs. Until that ninth start, every other start he had was two earned runs or fewer. So I think that makes the stat even more impressive when you put it in that kind of context. And he was definitely the MVP from his second start to his eighth start. He went at least six innings every start. As I mentioned, never no more, no more than two earned runs. He averaged about seven strikeouts, six strikeouts a game during that time as well. So great season for Zach Allen. Excited to see what he brings back next season. Hopefully he gets some love and gets some... Uh, votes his way for that Cy Young, even if it's not first place, even if it's second, he's definitely deserving of at least one vote. Now, come back tomorrow where I have a little bit more discussion on the playoff talks. I love talking playoff baseball. It's a great time to talk it right now. And as always, we got the best Diamondbacks news coverage insight because it's your team every day. And as always, also, don't forget to stay safe and stay healthy out there. Peace.